Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, November 11th, 2019. Oh, do I sound happy? Do I, do I, oh, do I sound a little joyful? Alabama, the dream ended last night. Two nights ago, actually. Your LSU Tigers went into Tuscaloosa with all those shark tooth fedora wearing so and so's. Huh? The last state in the union to let black people go into a 7 Eleven and get a Slurpee. I don't know if that's true. Um, LSU Tigers go in and beat the Alabama Crimson Tide. Oh, my God. How nervous was Nick Saban's wife at the end of that fucking game? Now, kids, just, you know, try not to look at him when he comes home. You know how he gets. I got to tell you something about Nick Saban. I think that there, there is some sort of weakness there. I can't figure it out, but it, it has to do something with his hair dye. Okay. Now, obviously, when you look at how bad his dye job is, what you're really seeing on the surface is an extremely focused individual. Okay, the man does not have time to go to the beauty parlor and get his hair did. He just doesn't. He's too focused on winning yet another, yet another goddamn championship, you know? And he's going he's gonna to go down in history once enough, enough time goes by being bigger than Bear Bryant. That's right. Gradually, over the, the decades, you will see less uh, uh, houndstooth fedoras, and you're going to see more hair-plugged wigs with, like, skull bandit chew, fucking comb through it, whatever the fuck it is, okay? You do see focus in his dye job, but what I also see is I see an inherently vain man. And with all vain men, there's a chink somewhere in that fucking armor. Okay? Oh, wait, can I not be on SNL now? <laughs> it's an expression. Um, there's somewhere in there the fact that this man, that this fucking man has to take the time to dye his hair. There's something going on there. There's an insecurity. There's a fear of aging. There's something going on there. That, that, that can be exploited. And I don't know what it is. And I think LSU came in there, all right, with their head football coach who came out with the fucking number one fingers in the air when he came out the tunnel. The audacity, the bravado, the machismo came running out of that fucking tunnel. And of course he did. He's got a full head of beautiful hair. He sounds like a Cajun Hulk Hogan. And what I think happened in the middle of that game was Nick Saban second-guessed himself because when he looked across the field, he saw too much man standing across from him. <laughs> and your LSU Tigers came in, put 46 wonderful points up on the Crimson Tide. And they rolled, tide rolled, right back to the locker room with their first loss of the year. Tumbling from number two in the country all the way down to number four and still being in the playoff. How does that happen? I don't know. 
I don't know. I'm going to say cha-ching because people hate him so much. It's just great for the ratings. I'm actually helping Alabama stay in the playoff with how much over the years rooting for LSU I suddenly hate Alabama, which I never did. I don't really hate them. It's just fun to root against them. All right? Well, look at this shit. I, I don't understand. They've played one ranked team this year, and they just got their butts whipped by, like, what, three points? <laughs> it let up 46, though. Um, let's, let's look at Alabama's. Let's look at their schedule. This is who the fuck they played. Okay, going back to uh, where the hell are we? Where are we? Where are we? All right, they started off with Duke. I'm not, no, no, not shitting on fucking Duke. I mean, they can play basketball. You take off the pads, you put on some short shorts, and th- those guys are a problem. Okay? You put the pads on, you go outside, all of a sudden, they, they, they look like Ivy League players. They played Duke. Oh, yeah, you think that scares you. And then they played, I think, New Mexico State. NM State. I'm going to guess New Mexico State. Then they played South Carolina, who in years have been good. They're not ranked this year. Then they played Southern Mississippi. Then they played Mississippi. None of these teams are ranked. Then they played Texas A&M, who have been good at times, not ranked. But is this Alabama's fault? They're beating the fuck out of them. I don't know how this works. Then they played Tennessee, who always start. Oh, it's going to be here. We're going back to Nashville. Nothing. Then they played Arkansas. It's really not their fault that all these programs are in the, sh- in the shitter right now. I-, I have to, I mean, I don't hate Alabama enough to fucking ignore that fact. But then the one team that they play, yeah, they lost 46 to 41, a home game. And the last one, what a fucking garbage goddamn touchdown that was. Fucking LSU, Jesus Christ. 46, you know, would that be 34? A little more impressive, but whatever, all right? But then as much as I'm bitching about them, let's go to look at the Ohio State's fucking schedule. The Ohio State. You ever seen somebody so proud of a state school? It's like, you ever go to Ohio? Half the people you met graduated from Ohio State. Ohio State is the school that people from Ohio go to when they can't get accepted to a real school in another state. Why am I doing this? I have road work next year. All right, Ohio State Buckeyes, right? The big fat fucking Midwestern people waddling their pasty asses into that fucking horseshoe, which is no longer a horseshoe. They started off with mighty Florida Atlantic. Then they played 17th ranked Cincinnati. So already they're ahead of Alabama. Then they played uh, the perennial powerhouse, 24th ranked Indiana. Now, I don't know what these teams were ranked when they played them in defensive fucking... uh, Ohio State. Then they played Miami of Ohio, right? That's a little nod to global warming. Miami is now in Ohio, right? Because the oceans have risen. Uh, then they played Nebraska, who's just been, I don't know what they've been doing for the last fucking 20 years. Then they played Michigan State. Then they played Northwestern. Then they played Wisconsin. Then they played Maryland. Next week, they play Rutgers. I mean, Jesus fucking Christ. All right, then who else is in the top? We got Clemson. I mean, how do you tell who's number one when these fuck, you got like three powerhouse teams that are just all in shit fucking divisions. Clemson played fucking, uh, this camp, is that a misprint? Citadel, that's last year. 
right? Okay, they played Georgia Tech, Texas A&M, Syracuse, Charlotte, UNC, Florida State, Louisville, Boston College, Wolford. Is that a woman's school of nursing? I don't even know what the fuck that is. And then they played NC State. So the only way I feel that you can really judge anybody at this point is Alabama's loss to LSU because neither Ohio State or Clemson has played anybody nearly ranked that high. I don't know. They only lost by fucking five. Who cares? But you know something? At least they got a goddamn playoff. All I know is that the LSU Tigers. Yeah, da, 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 da. You got to take that, Alabama. You can try and shake that off with your stupid. I hate. You know what? I can't stand about Alabama fans. How many of them go actually go and wear blazers to the goddamn fucking game? You know what I mean? Like they're actually intelligent. You know what I mean? Walking there with their khakis and their fucking loafers like those fucking uh, TCU people I saw at the Rose Bowl all year. I, I, that, that fucking thing. There is actually, I, I will say, though, you know, with all the attacks on white privilege, it is nice to see some people that are still proud <laughs> of their white privilege. I, I, I do. There is something. I find it funny on one level where I was just like, I wish all of these people would walk into the most feminist um, fucking school ever and come in and have no idea about any of their new theories on how we should live in a society. All right, I'm almost out of breath here. I was so fucking excited. I, I, I watched the game in Boston and then I went over to do the, uh, the comics come home. Uh, Dennis Leary, 25th anniversary. Dennis Leary, Cam Neely. Uh, amazing night. Pete Holmes, Joey Yannetti, Kelly McFarlane, Bobby Kelly, uh, 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 John Mulaney. I know I'm going to forget somebody. I did say Lenny Clark, right? It was an amazing, 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 amazing show. Um, had such a great time. Eugene Merman came down to hang out. It was great to see him. It was just awesome. It's, that's what I love about that gig is, is not only the people that you work with, there's always a, a couple, couple of people that come down and hang out. So it was really cool. Um, anyway, so I went there to fucking watch you know, of course, there's like fucking a quarter left and I have to go run over to go do this show. So I go in there and I'm like, fuck, there's got to be a TV. There's got to be a TV in here, right? We're in the fucking Boston Garden. There's got to be a TV. And I walk into where the whole crew's eating and there are eight glorious flat screen TVs in this kitchen area. And they all have on the USC, like Arizona State game or whatever. Jesus Christ. I don't know. Who the fuck is a fan of fucking USC is beyond me. Somebody said to me one time, he said, you know something? They had the most corrupt football program historically in college football. And I kind of got to go with that where it's just like anytime if there's a scandal that involves more than one school, they're always going to be that other school. (laughs) They have had some very scoundrelish behavior over there. So, I'm like, guys, can we please put on the LSU-Alabama game, right? It's a pro football town. Nobody seems to give a shit. It took like 15 minutes before they finally got it on. My buddies were sending me videos of all the fucking scores. I was convinced that Alabama was going to come back and beat them because they always seem to do that. And then uh, they turned the TV right as Alabama um, scored that go-ahead touchdown with their running back. I don't know their fucking names. That kid, 22, I think he had a great goddamn game. Look, reminded me of Joe Morris back in the day on uh, the, the 
the New York Giants, and I just lost my shit. I just went, whoa, that's right, you fucking lose. And I was the only person flipping out. Nobody else cared, and I looked like a fucking asshole. Um, and I was celebrating, and I was talking all of this shit like I had something to do with it, like I've been a lifelong fan rather than just being a fan since 2007 when I moved out to Los Angeles. And uh, as I said that, for whatever fucking reason, LSU's playing, like, I guess, tight coverage or something. They let it, this guy in Alabama get behind him, and then they immediately score a touchdown. I was just like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Are they really going to do this? Um, so anyways, congratulations to LSU. Oh, and I watched right before that. I watched the last uh, half of the Minnesota-Penn State game. You know, and I was rooting for Penn State because Ohio State fans always bitch, moan, and complain about Alabama being in the playoff and them not being in the playoff, despite the fact when they finally get in there, they got their fucking asses kicked, right? And always saying the SEC is weaker than the Big Ten. I'm going to start a lot of shit. I'm going to get a lot of emails here, okay? And then there was this one fucking year, both Penn State and Ohio State both had a loss, okay? And fucking Ohio State's loss was to Penn State, and they still got the nod to go to the fucking playoff. And they, st- and they still have the nerve to bitch, moan, and complain every fucking year. So just because they're fucking whining, I, for some reason, like, root against them now. I can't totally root against them because uh, my buddy Lawhead's such a huge fan. So I'm always, like, happy for him if something good happens for them. But that was good for them, that Penn State just lost. So now they're the only undefeated guys in the, uh, the East, I guess you call it. And everybody's trying to say, hey, Minnesota is for real. They're not for real. I'm sorry, they're not, okay? They're, they're like doing well for Minnesota. They are undefeated. Oh, Jesus. Here, here comes a fucking very polite, angry letters from Minnesota. Come on, dude. You, we all know, fucking, they, they would get fucking smoked by an SEC team. SEC is still where it's at. I still think Alabama beats Minnesota. I still think that they, LSU could beat Minnesota. I still think both of those teams could fucking beat uh, anybody else in the Big Ten. Ohio State, uh, I don't know. We'll see. We shall see. But what would, what would be fucking great is what if LSU plays Ohio State in the college football championship game and the recruit that they wouldn't let start who's now gone down to LSU, you know? I love how Alabama was giving him shit, saying you're fucking your free agent that you got. It's like, well, you could have got him, Alabama. God knows you fucking sign everybody else, you fucking greedy cunts. Um, it is ridiculous how much I'm into college football this year. I don't understand it. It's phenomenal. Um, so congratulations to the LSU Tigers. Uh, here's the deal. I actually, I'm going to read a little bit of the advertising here. And then after that, uh, I have a special guest that I'm bringing on to the podcast, but I, I wanted to, to, uh, do this person justice, but so I had, to, I had to get the LSU shit out of my fucking system. <sighs> Got it out. Oh, my God. I mean, it was worth losing to him the last fucking seven years just to see that fucking in, in fucking Tuscaloosa. Oh, I love it. I love it. And they're all fucking making excuses now. Well, actually, you know, we assume in college players. With your fucking houndstooth fucking PJs you've been crying in all night. All right. Let's read a little advertising. Oh, look who's here. Honey. Uh, giving holiday gifts is great. Overspending on all those gifts is definitely not. 
So why spend more than you have to? Finding the lowest price is easy if you have Honey. Honey is a free browser extension that automatically finds the best promo codes when, uh, whenever you shop online. This means you always get the best deals without ever trying on over 20,000 sites. What? This means you always get the best deal without even trying on over 20,000 sites such as... What does trying on mean? Amazon, eBay, J.Crew, Sephora, Expedia, Target, Best Buy, and more. Honey has found its over 10 million members over a billion dollars in savings. 10 million members, that's like 100 bucks each. Honey supports over 200,000 stores online. Honey has over 100,000 five-star reviews on Google Google Chrome Store. If you're buying gifts this holiday season, then you need Honey. If you're not, you probably know someone who is. So do them, do them a solid and tell them about Honey. Honey can help make sure that you're getting the best price for whatever you're buying. It's free to use and installs in just two clicks. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash burr. That's joinhoney.com slash burr. Oh, look who's here, everybody. Our good friends, old Zip. Hiring can be a slow process. Cafe Altura's COO, Dylan Miskowitz, my favorite name of all time. Dylan Miskowitz. Uh, fading back to pass, he hits him over the middle. It's Dylan Miskowitz. He's at the 20, the 10, the 5. Needed to hire a director of coffee for his organic coffee company, but he was having trouble finding qualified applicants. So he switched to Zip. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. So, you get qualified candidates fast. Dylan posted his job on ZipRecruiter and said he was so impressed by how quickly he had, a great, he had great candidates apply. He also used Zip Candidates rating feature to filter his applicants. So he could focus on the most relevant ones. And that's how Dylan Miskowitz. Dylan Miskowitz. Um, that's how Dylan found his new director of coffee in just a few days. Director of coffee. <laughs> it's a great job to bring up at a high school reunion. What do you do? Oh, I just got hired by Dylan Miskowitz to be director of coffee. Oh, yeah? You working at Starbucks? Uh, With results like that, it's no wonder. I'm in charge of putting all the filters in all the machines. With results like that, it's no wonder. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See why Zip is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at our website, ZipRecruiter.com slash Burr. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Burr. Zip. Uh, .com, the smartest way to hire. Z-I-P-R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R.com slash burr. Oh, look who's, look who's last, huh? Do-do-do-do, me undies, me undies, getting ready for the holidays. Do-do-do-do, me undies, me undies, your fucking head's in a haze. Why are we buying all this fucking shit? 
The planet's going to hell. Show me your tits. You can't say that, but you can keep buying shit. There's no more fish left, but still get sushi. All right, MeUndies. It's officially the holidays. And people are, are shopping for gifts. Um, I'm actually, you know something? I really think that people should go out and, and if somebody already has their Christmas lights on before Thanksgiving, okay, I'm going to see some feminists that say that this is turkey shaming and they go out and they, they short circuit all of those lights and they don't let them come on until African-American Friday. See how progressive I am? Right after Thanksgiving. All right, it's officially the holidays, and people are already shopping for gifts. Before you freak out, man, about what to get your boyfriend, who you've only been dating for four months, or what to get your mailman, is that a thing? Or the fact that you have to go to Gasp the Mall, listen up. MeUndies is anything but ordinary. Do you buy your boyfriend a four months underwear? You got to ask yourself that question, especially, you know, if you haven't banged yet. Let's say you're, you're, you know, you're not into that. You're taking it slow. If you give him the underwear, then you got to make sure you don't give him the banana hammock ones because then he's going to be thinking like, all right, it's on. Right? Just hear those sleigh bells ringling. Here's my fucking thing. Oh, sorry. Um, Miani is anything but ordinary. They have a gift for literally everyone. Yes, including your weird aunt. And the best, oh, she's weird. You're the one buying her underwear. She's the victim in the story. Okay. And the best part is they deliver straight to your door with free shipping. That's a holiday miracle right there. Speaking of not wanting to leave the house, MeUndies makes the perfect hibernation undies and loungewear. Whether you're looking to mash undies with your boo this cuffing season or just wanting to cuddle up with your favorite furry friend in a onesie, MeUndies has you covered literally. I might get my wife a onesie. Um... Their fabric is three times softer than cotton and often sizes extra small. Hey, MeUndies, I don't want any fucking onesies, by the way. All right, I have enough shit. Okay. 4XL, 3X softer than cotton is like being three, three, times, oh, three, three times softer than those cute little marshmallows at the top of your hot cocoa. Different prints, colors, styles. MeUndies knows it's friggin' cold out which is why they're coming out with even more cuddly products. This holiday season, cozy up with their robes for men and women. Treat yourself in their, in their soft new slippers and, of course, match the whole family with their soft new baby bodysuit. My God, these, they're just covering the whole thing. They do everything. MeUndies does everything but come over to your house and light the fire um, in the fireplace before anybody's going to be like, what, burn your house down? What kind of read was that? All right. MeUndies has, uh, no, sorry, number two. With, bra- with brand new holiday prints, come on, Bill, and cozy new products, MeUndies has your gift for literally any, everyone. MeUndies has a great offer for my listeners. For any first-time purchasers, you can get 15% off and free shipping. This is a no-brainer, especially because they have 100% satisfaction guarantee. To get your first 15% off, to get your 15% off your first pair, free shipping, 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to meundies.com slash burr. That's M-E-U-N-D-I-E-S dot com slash burr. All right. Slow, uh, sh- slow. Show announcement. I'm going to be uh, performing at the Mahalia Jackson. Remember that commercial a long time ago? Mahalia Jackson, the queen of 
gospel or something like that. Mahalia Jackson Theater of the Performing Arts in New Orleans on January 9th and 10th. Gee, why would I be down there on that weekend? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Pre-sale, Tuesday, November 12th. The same day The Mandalorian comes out. I'm in Star Wars. All of these years of making fun of it, and now I'm in it. And now I'm promoting it. You see? See what the business did? They suck you in, and then they silence you. Um, Star Wars comes out tomorrow, The Mandalorian. This is the Star Wars, if you like me, you always wanted to see. All right? You can tell by the trailer. No Ewoks, baby. Um, I don't even know if that's true. Don't listen to me. I don't even know what, you know. I just know what Ewoks are because I've heard enough people complain about them. All right, pre-sale is Tuesday, November 12th at 10 a.m. The CST code. Oh, sorry, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. (laughs) That CST was something. I was trying to figure out what that was. Oh, God. Promoting tickets while, while not selling them all at the same time. That's what I'm doing here right now. I'd like to go, but he sounds too stupid. Do I want to listen to that for an hour? All right, the code is BURR, B-U-R-R, pre-sale, Tuesday, November 12th at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. Um, it's on sale to the public Friday, November 15th at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, link will be shared on socials or go to Ticketmaster and search BURR. All right, that is the big deal. And I'll tell you right now, I'm going to leave a pair of fucking tickets for the Cajun Hulk Hogan. You know, but I know he's not going to use them because he's going to be too busy preparing for the national championship game. Right? No, you guys don't believe me? Well, I'm going to do it. Ed Orgeron. Am I saying his name right? Uh, Okay. All right. With that, I'm going to take a pause here. It's not going to be a pause for you guys because it's just going to click right back on while I wait for my guests to show up here. And I'm going to go eat a sad salad because I got to get I got to get back on it. I got to get back on it. Old twinkle toes. I got to stay in fucking showbiz shape. That's what it is. You know, you don't think there's body shaming for a toxic white male? Well, there is, ladies. Okay. So why don't you go trim your clams and, and, and have a little empathy for once in your fucking lives? All right. When I come back, I have a guest. Ba, 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 ba. Stop. All right, and just like that, I am back. And as promised, I have a very special guest, one of my favorite comics on, this, on, the, uh, on the circuit. Is that what they call it now? Out there on the circuit. The absolutely amazing Jessica Kirsten, who has a new stand-up special done with all things comedy, that wonderful company, uh, called Talking to Myself, that comes out December 6th on Comedy Central. Jessica. How yes. the hell are you? Well, I have a special coming out because of you. No, you don't. You have a special coming out because I'm sick of going on after you, having to get my head together to figure out what I'm going to talk about. So I'm hoping you blow up on this and you get the fuck out of the clubs so I can go down there and relax. Oh, my God. If anyone can follow me, it's you. <laughs> no, I got to be I honest. I, this is, and this is, is widely said. It's like you need, you need a game plan to go on after you. You do. Yeah, you, you know you, 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 don't, you don't like take a night off. You just go up there 
You're like the, uh, well, she's going to hit a lot of double plays, but she's going to hit good 48 home runs ever. You swing out of your cleats. I'll tell you what happened. I used to take it down before other comics so that they would feel better and not have to work hard. And then I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Right. You were being a people pleaser. Well, that yeah. Because I was always wondering, I was. why did it take so long? For, you know, why were all these other comics, God bless them, getting specials before you? I don't because know. you were being nice. Yeah, maybe that's part of it. But I really feel ready now. I don't know if I would have a while ago. Like, I just feel so ready for it. Yeah, no, I think you're going to blow up in uh, I selfishly. I'm hoping that's happening because I'm a huge fan. And then also, you're going to make our company look good. <laughs> I know, like, you produced it. Where do I- you find <laughs> these nuggets? <laughs> these, where do you find these people? It's like, well, they're right fucking there. You guys just well, the, don't seem to look. You know what? I have to tell you, this should make you happy, that I have had so many comics say to me... I got to turn this chair because my neck is fucked up because I... What's I, wrong with it? I try to make my daughter laugh and she, Aww. right now, she's loving the double take. <laughs> <laughs> and at 51, doing the double take, <laughs> as much as I love to hear her laugh, is really fucking my neck up. So I got to make sure that I'm just... That is so sad that that's how you... Were. I mean, it's a beautiful thing, but it's really... Like, I'd love to just, tell you I oh, fell off a motorcycle or something I know, cute. something exciting. No. Or I was benching, yeah, hundreds well, that's of... That's how that. I fucked up my shoulders. You From know, my buddy, my buddy just turned... Uh, uh, 40 or 41 today, and he's doing a classic thing that I did when I started to get old and you start fucking freaking out. And he was just going like, dude, I'm going to get in like the sickest shape. And he goes, I'm going to try to run a, a, a five-something 40-yard dash, right? Yeah. And it's like, uh, I told him, I was going, don't do that, dude. You need to, you need to <laughs> come up with a workout for your age because that's, that's how I fucked up my shoulders was I got back into the gym and the big thing when I was a kid was, was 225. Putting mm-hmm. up 225 because you had two fucking 45s on each <laughs> side of the bar and it looked cool. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to get back to that. And I had already fucked my shoulder up and didn't realize it. So I started off with just like, I was literally like 135, 140 pounds. And the first three times I brought it down, I felt this burning in my Ooh. right shoulder. So I'm from the 80s, no pain, no gain. Yeah. I kept going through it and my shoulder's been fucked up since. And I finally rehabbed the right one and now my left one, you know, is, is talk. I mean, I should have rehabbed it a long time ago, but it, it, it involves like rotator cuffs involve incredible patience. I know. I know people I, have gone through it. I don't have. I know. I don't either. Most people just say fuck it. And they go get like an operation or something. They get it like, like that is they, what most people do. Yeah. I'm but not to go that. get physical. Th- I just, it's a lot. Oh, yeah, they always take out these little balls. Yeah, I hate it. It bands. makes me feel un- very uncomfortable. I have to tell you, when they're like, okay, one, two. two. Like, I, I feel like someone's Just touching sure, me. I know that sure sounds weird. You have lumbar support. Yeah. Well, who even knows what lumbar is? I, I guess know. it's a back thing. It is. But let me tell you this before I forget, because it's very important. All right. So many comics from L.A. and New York have said to me that what you did for me gave them so much hope. I told Mike Bernina really? that. It's, nice. They, well, it wasn't just it me. constantly. Not you. I'm just the Mike. pretty face of that company yeah, over there. Yeah, you are. The You're the most handsome. Orange face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of the, you know what's funny? I actually took a meeting recently, and I was pitching you know, what we're doing, you know, mm-hmm. out there doing my little song and dance in L.A., as you do. And I was trying to describe our company. And this woman goes, I swear to God, she goes, oh, so you just find like a bunch of weirdos and you kind of... Weirdos? Yeah. And then she kind of caught herself. She goes, well, not weirdos. I go, is that what you call like the funny people that, yeah, you, d- that you passed over? That's I, unbelievable. 
No, it that, was. That, that's so <laughs> typical of who makes decisions in Hollywood to call comics. No, she weirder. was cool and everything, but I just was like, that's sort of been a running joke with me and the other guy who were in the meeting. It says, yeah, that's what we do. We just find these weirdos, you know, <laughs> those people that actually have an hour of material, have actually done all the rooms and are seasoned and are ready. Yeah. To do something. So I just thought it was, I kind of made me, at first I was taken aback, like, wow, man, I can't believe she just said that. But then afterwards, I, I took it as a compliment of being like, all right, well, I, I think I'm doing something. I think, I think we're doing something right here. Because, you are. Well, You're we doing had, well, we had Verzi and then we had Ian Edwards and they both smashed it. And then now we got you coming out. And what yeah. I love is all we did was just try to find the funniest people, our most favorite people that for whatever reason hadn't gotten a special yet. And then we were like accidentally progressive. Look at us. I know. Huh? I know. I mean, you really, with me, you got pretty, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh, feel I stopped in a lot shaving of my legs. That's how progressive <laughs> I am. <laughs> by me the way, too. <laughs> by the way, I fucking went up last night here in New York. Oh my God. Where? Um, I did the stand mm -hmm. and then I did New York comedy club. And, uh, I'm doing those places because I find when I come back here, if I go to the old places, uh, like I don't know what about New York and Boston, it's the same way. I go there because I started there so long ago because some of my friends are just not there anymore, either literally have passed on, yeah. quit the business or just don't do stand up anymore. The, you go in, you know, and you just you can't help it. But you look for a familiar face and they're not there. It just makes me depressed. So I wasn't going to go down to the clubs that I always go to. So I, I, you know, the stand is new. New York comedy club is new. Right. Mm -hmm. So I went down there and I went downstairs and there was a woman on stage and I could just hear the way the crowd was laughing. I was like, what's going on with this show? And they go, Oh, uh, they said something was built around a podcast. Oh and yeah. Like there was a woman who had a podcast and it was her show. Oh, and I okay. said, all right, forget it. I'm not going on this one. So it's a specific audience. Cause I'm going to, yeah. Cause I'm yeah. going to bomb. Yeah. And then I went upstairs. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? You say that. Yeah. I I'm like, I'm going to bomb. I already you're such a comic. I love that. I, yeah. I'm not going to interrupt. I'm not going to ruin their fucking night. And I'm not going to, and I'm Most not going to people don't care. Yeah. I'm not doing that. So then I go upstairs, and they have like the the in the little lunch hall there in the back of the club. I go, could I go up here? I did that the other night. I interviewed yeah, Artie fun. Lang. It's amazing. Yeah. on my podcast. But that one was like the Indian comedian showcase, I <laughs> and it's like, all right, so now what? I'm going to be the the toxic white male who comes on this show. And I'm like, fuck. And I was gonna I was gonna literally leave the club, but the the guys running the show is like, no, 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 go on, go on, go on. And I went up and I had a, uh, I had like an okay set. Like I, it's the weirdest yeah. thing where part of getting old, I think is this is what happens. But the weird thing about this generation is it's usually like the young people are shocking you. Yeah. And now I'm finding it's like they're boring me to tears. It's interesting, isn't it? No, it's, it's. I mean, it's upsetting. I, I wanted to be like, show me the, what's around the corner. What's next? Yeah. Make me feel like I'm, no. I'm slowing down. And they're up there, you know, I, the, the crowd just makes you feel like, uh, I don't know, I, I walk out of there going like, am I a fucking moron? Like, I, I, I feel like stupid when I do stand up here now. It's not like that around the country, but I, there's really like a weird thing with like LA and New York. There's there is. There's something about yeah. people who move here. They just think they're so amazing that they, I know. simply that they moved here and then they think all of their thoughts are the be all end all of the direction of that society should go in. And, mm -hmm. I, and they're like, um, 
I don't know, like and like, filled, like last night, it wasn't like hostile with fear. Well, it wasn't like hostile. Yeah, I feel they like are. they kind of grew up with these fucking phones and shit, so they're kind of used to being watched. So they have like uh, it's like Al Gore energy. Where you just kind of like, remember that guy? He was just like so outside his body. Yeah. That whole time he ran for president. Well, they're not present. Is that what They're it, not present and they're overthinking everything. That's the difference too. Like I feel like people used to just sit and really just be in the comedy show and listen. And I feel like they're overthinking things. Like they're thinking yeah. about what you said. It's like, no, just be there and just have fun and let go. Yeah, I'm saying something stupid here. Right. If, if you think about oh, it. Oh, I laugh every time when I'm making some dumb face or doing like a character and they're just staring at me trying to figure me out. I'm like, you're never going to figure me out. <laughs> There's your net. It's not, yeah. it's not possible. It's like I'm an idiot. There's there's there's, right. there's, there's no there's idiot. no layers here. Yeah, nothing. There's nothing to I'm figure it out. I'm just being a fucking idiot right now. How, how long ago did uh? Where, where first of all, where'd you start? Here in New York. Oh, you did. And I busted my. I mean, I'm talking open mics for years. I was like from the Boston comedy club yep. age. You know, I started in '99, so 20 years. There you go. And uh, and I just worked hard from the beginning. I loved it. I don't. I love it now. I don't right. love it as much as I used to because of how everyone is so crazy and well, divided. Well, I think if you do stand up here, it's a it's a little. Or if you do stand up in L.A., it's a little like I, I don't know what I don't know what it is. Like the whole thing. Um, I I don't. Something happened. I say something happened. Like when Trump won, right? Yeah. And then SNL had that actor on there dressed as Hillary Clinton, playing the piano, singing like Kumbaya. I was just like, what the fuck happened? Like this show, they used to be like, they were like anarchists. I know. They weren't aligned with the political party. And I'm not just not singling out that show, but that show is such like a, like a juggernaut that, and it was just like, wait a minute. So are they trying to suggest that like Hillary Clinton's like a decent human being? I mean, none of these people are. Yeah. And like that was, no I felt like that yeah. was the angle of that show back in the day where it would sort of make fun of everybody. But it's sort of like, I felt that they were saying, hey, we all voted for Hillary and Hillary's a saint, almost religiously, like by, by playing this religious song. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, maybe I missed the point of it, but when I watched that, I was just like, what the fuck? Fuck. And really, most people are in the middle on so many... Th- I mean, I even am. Like, if people look at me, I'm a woman, I'm a little older, I'm, I'm married to a woman. Like, they think I think a certain way, and I don't. Yeah. I think that's why so many guys start following me once they see my act or hear me on a podcast. They're like, right. oh, she doesn't think... Like, I'm not overly liberal. No. You know? Well, it's weird. I, if, I, if I'm in fucking New York, people think I voted for Trump... And if I go to like Nebraska, they think I voted for Hillary. And I'm like, I didn't vote for either one of those fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> so, whatever. But I don't want to sit here like, I mean, it's just, I don't know. I always get on this fucking stupid subject. I feel like I'm feeding it. So I should, I should stop. But um, so this, this latest hour, tell us about your latest hour of stand up. Like, how, how did you, um, like, uh, throughout all of those years when you should have got a special and you didn't? Right. Um, what would you do with all of that? Like, how did you handle that material? Well, I did a bunch of like TV spots where I right. did some of the material, a lot of it. But I, yeah, I mean, that was the one. I don't compare myself and get bitter. Thank God I don't go there. I'm not like, well, she got this and that person. But did you it, ever? 
Well, I mean, the only thing I did really was with specials. I was like, what the fuck is going on? This is crazy. I like, I that. should get a special. This I used is to like, do that. yeah. Yeah, get, but trying uh, but, to get on Letterman. Yeah. And you'd see somebody else get it and be like, that fucking guy got out of. You know? Well, I think they made so many mistakes with all of those shows that now they're going back to really trying a little bit to get people who are funny. Do you know Even what I think if they're it is? older and they're white a, and whatever. I think there's a zillion people, and I really don't think it's personal. I think it's fucking chaos. It's not personal. And, yeah, and everybody is just doing the best they can, and there's no fucking way the people in the industry can figure out who all the good people are because they're too busy doing that fucking office thing trying not to get well, fucking fired. Exactly. They're trying to cast stuff, too. Like, they have to yeah. fill in... I mean, I, I know, because I've worked behind the scenes, too, like you have, and I started producing a lot of stuff, and I see what happens. I see... No, I've, I've learned that yeah. now. Yeah, tr- we're trying to develop stuff. Is, yes. Like, certain people you develop, you're like, oh, this person's easy, and then other the, the, the best people to try to develop stuff with, they understand, Yeah. and they're sort of patient, but when you get with somebody, it's just like, I don't fucking... Under- I said I wanted this... It's six minutes later, and I don't have it, and I want to know what the fuck is going on. You're yeah. just like, holy shit. Oh, this is the yeah. other side of the table. Yeah, totally. And I, I, I'm also happy that it, I, believe it or not, I'm happy it has not been easy for me. I know that sounds crazy that I'm saying that because I've been through so much in this business, but I'm happy like no one did hand anything to me. Well, yeah, because now it's built in bedrock. Yeah. I mean, I really like... you have to do all of those fucking rooms. Now, when you go up in front of a gay crowd, do you you find that they automatically like you or do they Gay men love... I mean... They love you. Love me. Lesbians, sometimes they get offended sometimes and then I get enraged because they're my people. So it just makes me want to suck dick. I'm like, please make me straight. Please, God, do something after this show. It's very hard for any, me. Uh, it's with wh- Jewish people too, older Jews, when they get hostile and offended and mad. And I, I'm like, please, you're my people. Like, just let go. Do you, uh, but or in, Orthodox. All fa- in all fairness, when you go up, do you try to fuck with them a little bit? Yeah, you, I do. Because you, you feel like they feel like, oh, you're, you are what I am. Therefore, you think the way I do. Do you deliberately go up there and maybe throw a couple? Now of- I do, but for, a, for of course for a while when I had no money and I was desperate, I had to just play the game because right. I wanted to get paid. Do you have any good but- stories of, of lesbian crowds not liking you? Oh, I've <laughs> there are a lot of times someone will come up to me like I was very offended when you said the thing about disabilities because I have a disability and I have a dog and that I now I'm really rude back. But before, I'd be like, I'm so sorry, I'll never say that. And I wouldn't say the joke again. Like, I would get feel really bad, because I'm really empathetic. I was going to say, yeah, you're like trying but not to kill too But now I'm like, fuck hard. you. I'm, I, when people try to silence me, it enrages me, especially women. Like, when another woman tries to silence me, I'm like, you're not supposed to do that. Like, right. let me be free to say what I want. Do you what know I what I that want. is? That's... That's uh, the fallout of all those years of you being overly empathetic to people who were not showing you any empathy. I know. And then you got to work out, why did I do that to begin with? I know why I did it. Why? I mean, I just, I, because I would put other people's needs before myself. And just, why? Because I wanted them to like me. Why? <laughs> I'll tell you exactly why, because my mother's a therapist, and she brought me up. <laughs> You're going to laugh. It's really true. Anytime something happened with someone, it was my fault, and I had to look at what I did to make it happen. She fucked me up that way. I'm serious. Right. 
I mean, she meant well, but like, the, uh, you know, our teacher once threw a brush at me or something and I told her and she's like, well, what did you do to make that happen? Why did he throw that at you? What did you do to it? So I've never, it's Didn't like, you I see always the signs? blame myself. His, his building rage? No, no. No, I no, no. I'm see, saying that's what she would say yeah, to you. Right, Oh, right, right. You don't know what he's gone through and he's had a hard time. So it was, I literally, my entire life was brought up like that. Yeah. I, my thing, I, I used to be the way you were. I know. And my thing was, uh, everyone was fucking with me my whole life. Yeah. You know, I had fucking orange hair. I just, there was nowhere to hide. I used to do a bit in my act how I hated punk rockers. You know, when they would dye their hair and they thought they were rebels. It's like, dude, you can wash that out. Like, this is a fucking life sentence, you know? Like, yeah, you're like, you I've can been just take the staples the- out of your face, yeah. go back to your brunette hair and just slip back into the matrix anytime you've had enough, yeah. right? So, um, yeah, I just found that if I just, I, I, I didn't even know I was doing it. I used to just adjust my personality to everyone around me. Yeah. So I would just I fit like a fucking glove and then everybody fucking liked me. And then meanwhile, uh, I wasn't speaking up for myself. Yeah. I wasn't sticking up for myself. And then the friends that I had a lot, not all of them, but a lot of them were like, oh, this, per- I'm fr- this person likes me because I do whatever they want to do. So right. it wasn't like a real They friendship. find you. Those right. people find people like that. I say yeah. they're like child molesters. They go to a park and they can see the kids. They can, you know, manipulate. Yeah. There are a lot of people who can find people like the way well, we were. Well, because what it is, it's, it's you're the only, they're such assholes. Yeah. The more empathetic you are, if you, if you don't, if you wield it just with, you know, there's no governor on it. Yeah. Is you, your chances of meeting an absolute, the biggest asshole ever mm. are exponential because they, you are literally the only person that will tolerate their it's, bullshit. That's exactly right. Right. So I saw a lot of that growing up and then I did it. And then somewhere in my late twenties, I became one of the angriest men on the earth, I feel. And I am what still... Happened? Like, seriously. Well, I'm not, I, I'm, for the first, like, 25 years of my life, I thought I was kind of this happy-go-lucky, and everybody else did. Yeah. Uh, what happened was, is you, sp- you spend a third of a century doing what other people want you to do. Um, you end up in a place you don't want to be. And, I, and I, I found, like, I was ended up... Uh, I mean, I did start stand-up. 23, almost 24. And the stand-up thing, I think, because I was so like, had such social anxiety, I was just like, I'll just become a comedian. People will see that I'm funny. They'll like me, and then everyone will stop fucking with me. Like, I literally did it as like an advertisement. This is Bill. <laughs> He's silly. He smiles, and he works totally clean. He doesn't offend anybody. And now let's all just, you know... And, and when I got off stage, I had no need for everybody to come up to me. What it was was I just knew that everybody now thought I was funny and I was cool, that I could now relax in the room and yeah. sit by myself in the corner. So I was doing that. And if you're like that personality, you know, you're yeah. not going to get the girl or whatever the fuck you're into. You're not going to get the job. You're not going to get the gig. You're, you're not going to yeah. get because everybody else is being like, no, I want that. I want that. And then you fucking start resenting those people for speaking yeah. up for themselves, and then just expelling all of this energy, resenting all of these people simply because they're asking for what they fucking want. And then you've also attracted all these super fucking toxic people. Yeah. Yeah. So I've that, been that, through the exact same thing. Right. And, uh, and then also halfway through that, then you realize what an asshole you are. 
and then all the bullshit that you're doing. Because then you go through the whole other thing of like, oh, that's what I'm doing. Oh, my God, I'm a victim. I'm just this and that. And then you get to that level off point, like, oh, then you overcorrect. And yeah. then you got to come back to be like, okay, I'm also a cunt. And I'm, <laughs> I'm moody. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm opinionated. I interrupt Selfish. people. Yeah, all of that shit. Self-centered, I know. So. I, 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 at a certain point, thought I'm being a complete victim. I, I don't have patience for that anymore with people. I think there's a certain point you can milk it and then fucking move on. Well, you can't because like, you're not going to get what you want because nobody gives a shit. I know. Nobody's, no, nobody's, nobody's going to stop less long less, enough. Yeah. People will pretend, oh, yeah. I mean, it's really hard for you. Can I ask you, as a woman comedian, do you feel it's harder for you guys to take the mic out of the mic stand than a male comic? No, I don't feel like it's harder for me. I actually feel like... <laughs> Did you gonna... even hear what I just said? Oh! <laughs> I'm literally fucking with you. You're so self-involved. I literally go, is it harder no, for you I'm guys to so take a mic gullible. out of a mic stand? You just answered that. I was like, wow, I'm this is so great how sorry. she's doing no, this. I'm being that gullible. she's being dead I know. man. I That's how much I hate man. myself that I was like, yeah, it is. Yeah, no. Oh, God. So that wasn't a real question. Yeah, that was very funny. I wish I caught on right away. I, I do the same thing. No, I, know. I just find it funny, like the uh, all of that. It's harder for me. It's harder. This this is harder. It's just like I always look. I, I'll, I'll sign off on it's harder, but I I don't sign on that you have it easy. This everybody, it's hard. The whole fucking thing is hard. There's some people who have it more hard. That's it. Well, this is <laughs> interesting is because I did. A, I was on stage with Nikki Glaser and Rachel Feinstein the other night. Um, and this woman, we did a question and answer thing. It was hysterical. And this woman and this black woman in the back said, what do you think about it being very hard for black comedians, female comedians, that they don't get booked a lot? And it's very hard for them. And I said, listen, I'm in my late 40s. I'm heavy. I'm gay. It has been very hard for me, too. Like, I, there, it's, it's hard <laughs> for a lot of, like, I, I can get bla- backlash for this, but right now at this very moment, it's hard for white guys who are starting out. Like, that's but, shocking uh, for people to hear me say, but that's, it's just, it's hard for different people at different times. And I... Well, it's just, it's the, it's the, the pendulum swings, exactly. then, then goes all the way over there. I think it's going to kind of land. It's like so the Me Too I. thing. The Me Too thing, no one was listening to women and guys are doing all this horrible shit and then the cork finally blows off the bottle and then it way fucking right. overcorrects and every guy gets treated like he took his dick out at work or knew somebody who did and helped cover it up. And now it's, it's, it's coming back now. Like, um, I just saw something yeah. recently, like Jeff Goldblum made some sort of comment about Woody Allen. And I then saw like, that people too. are just like, oh my God, I can never watch him pretend to fight a fake dinosaur again. I can't believe. I know. It's that's just the like, thing. You just, just have like, to say what you believe and own it and not apologize and fuck yeah, it. Yeah, and it's just no like, so now you're going to hate this guy because he has an opinion. You're going to start treating him as though he did the thing that you're accusing this other guy of doing. That's where I kind of, but I saw enough pushback going like, guys, guys, you know, there's, there's, you know, there's, there is pushback happening a lot more. Yeah, now. where it's just like, all right, already, all right. But also, I think those people really need to go talk to someone because I think the people that get the most offended have a lot jammed up from their past. I really do believe that. I think they're still upset about something that happened to them or things they went through. And I feel like if you really work on that a lot, you're, you're, you take it less personally when someone says something like that. My favorite thing is just the, the complaints I'm hearing the most is from white women. And that's the funniest I know. Shit I, I ever. loved it when like, you were saying that on stage. I was it's, laughing. It's just fucking like somehow they put themselves at the front of oppressed people, <laughs> white yeah, women I, in the United States of America. I'm not saying they don't have some bullshit that they got to go through, but Jesus Christ. 
I mean, yeah, I I don't relate <laughs> to that in certain ways <laughs> at all. I also, as a female comic, it. have of- gotten a lot more work because I'm funny. Now, I'm I'm serious. Like a lot of times, they want a woman on the show or need a woman. Right. So I've gotten a lot of work because I've I've played that the right way. Right. Of just getting stronger and stronger and being a woman that they know can deliver. If what's, they put what's the me worst, on the show. What's the worst gig early on that you did? Oh my god! Here in New York. I mean, I don't know about here in New York. My first road gig, I did bananas in Poughkeepsie. Oh, oh god! Yeah. In a fucking hotel in Holiday Inn. It was my first paid road <laughs> gig, and I was, I was hosting, and Sherrod Small was middling. And I went up and I was doing my thing and some guy stood up and he's like, you fucking suck, you fat bitch. Like just <laughs> screaming. <laughs> and I'm like, dad? No, but, it's, but he was like screaming and like in a point where it was like really bad. And I did not know how to make it funny. I was six months in. So I was like, fuck you. And it was this. Horrible screaming match. Well, you had there good was, instincts. You went back. At I him. went. Well, I mean, I always do. Like I will attack. <laughs> so I went fucking crazy, and people were freaking out. Like freaking out. I don't want to be your mother here, but how bad were you bombing that you made that guy say that to you? No, I wasn't. <laughs> I'm I, kidding. I'm kidding. I was literally like, "Is anyone celebrating?" I mean, it was so crazy. He just hated me. So I was like, "You fucking must beat your wife, you fucking!" Like I went crazy. Oh, I like that. That's good. Yeah, I was. Domestic you hate violence. women. Good. What what your mother do to you? Like I went because I have a therapist background. Right. My mom. Like I was. Did you get him? Did you get him back? It here? was not funny. I got him back, but it was not funny. And oh. he was standing up, and we were screaming. I mean, it was really bad. And then Sherrod went up and attacked the guy, which I will never forget that he did that. He really went crazy on the guy. And I have to tell you, I was bedridden. I was bedridden Wait, was that like the, the first show of the, the weekend? It was the first road show I ever did. Oh, did you have to do another one that night? Or weekend. Another? Oh, no. I had to do another one that night, two the next night. It was. You know, there was a time that I would, I would not accept a gig if I had to get on the 87 North. I just, I just wouldn't do it. I know it's. Horrible. I, I can't. I was like, I can't get on. There was something about as long as I was still in the city, it was sort of magical. And if I was on eighty-seven a little bit, I wouldn't mind if I had to make a left and start going out to Buffalo. I know. But if I had to do that fucking yeah. eighty-seven, bad. I, it's just. It's, it's always bad. It's straight. There's nothing it's to look at. To it's the same har- fucking rest area. Concentration camp. Yeah, it's oh, bad. I can't believe I just didn't fucking drive into a tree in Canada one time. Just, I can't just believe I haven't going. either. I can't believe the things I've dealt with. But it's why I got good because I've had yeah. to deal with horrible. I've worked like a dude. I mean, seriously. No, I know you that did. sounds crazy and horrible. Some people might, but it's really true. Oh, like, fuck them. I know. I mean, going on the road by myself and driving all over the country and being in rental cars and f- not even going into a rest stop where I had to pee. I'd pee in the car because I was so afraid, literally, as a woman at night. You'd pee in the car. How? Into like, a, I remember into a bottle once, like a, I know that sounds... <laughs> I didn't know you guys could do that. Well, it was the like degree a Tupperware of difficulty kind of thing. for you is way more than it me. It was a Tupperware thing. It wasn't like a soda bottle. That's what I would yeah, think. Like, yeah. it's like a casserole. But dish. I was freaking. <laughs> <laughs> it was my grandmother's china. No, I was really petrified to get out of the car. I understand. That makes sense. But this I'm is the glad one thing I that did all that. I really am. This is what I, I said to one guy one time when I was talking about trying to understand women and their fear when they walk around. 
It's like you ever watch as a guy you, when you watch one of those behind the scenes prison things, yeah. and you think, how the fuck would I go in there and not get raped? And it's I like, know, and it's like women kind of have to do that at different points during the day. Yeah, like at night, stopping <laughs> off at a rest area, getting to an elevator with another guy by by yourself. Like shit like that. Uh, and then they're like, oh, yeah, I guess that, I That's guess true. that is true. Yeah, it is. I mean, when, when I'm walking, a lot of times I think someone's walking behind me. Do you feel like that? If I ever feel that way, I think they're going to club me over the head and take my wallet. Yeah, like, I think like they're going to rip my pants off and just impregnate me. Yeah, like, which is way worse than losing a purse, point. right? Yeah. I don't want to yeah. speak for you. I don't, uh, don't, don't want to mansplain. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. If the purse matches your outfit, what are you going? I mean, is that a toss up? First of all, I don't wear a purse. I wear a handbag. <laughs> What's the difference? Well, I, I, I've never said, can you get my purse? I'm male that way. I don't, I don't use the word it's purse. A handbag? Yeah, or a bag or something. Purse is very... I remember I dated a woman who wouldn't say panties. She goes, what would she say? <laughs> the underwear. Get me underwear. And we couldn't Panties meet. is so much hotter. It is. Underwear was just like... Yeah, I just underwear. kept picturing like BVDs and a fucking... <laughs> Three-inch dick coming out of her pubes. Yeah, I just didn't fucking... (laughs) It was just one of those people that was just sort of anti... Oh, all see, of that, that is such a hard... That's a turn-off to me. Well, it is. I could never be with a woman like that, ever. So what's what's your type? I go for feminine women who are naturally pretty, usually dark hair, ethnic look. I like, like, darker Italian... Jesus. I know. You know what? We Back in the day, you and I couldn't have... We couldn't have been, like, wingmen for each other. No. No, been going I love the male comics. One. Always send me pictures of like. <laughs> actually, a comic set showed me a picture at the cellar the other night. He's like, "You want to see a picture of the girl?" And I thought it was going to be like a sexy picture of her, just like making a face. Oh no, it's a guy. It's going to be a close up. It was a close up of her pussy and yeah. asshole. I'm like, do I? This is this is too much. Yeah. I don't need to see that. I gotta admit, I always thought like that was one of my complaints about the way porn was always shot. What? It, there was never enough time on her face enjoying it. It was, it was like an anatomy class. It's like, I get it. His dick is in her. You're and then, so right. And then it's just like, for the most part, because the lady's goods are internal, I'm really just looking at the undercarriage of a guy. It's like, I felt like I was watching I like the word some... undercarriage. Yeah. I don't know why. It's like, it was oddly like the Industrial Revolution meets like fucking... The only thing that was missing was like a smokestack polluting I the know. local area. So that was like my thing when I would watch yeah. it. It was just at first, you know, then, you know, but that's the danger of porn is you just watch it for a while and then you're like, oh, now this is boring. Then yeah. you got to move on to the next You want thing. some so, kind of buildup. I know. Like you see their face one second, the next second it's covered in like black tears and semen. <laughs> like it's like, can you show me what happened in between? <laughs> There's no arc. No, I know. That's what it is. It's yeah. just like... And it ruins sex for a lot of people. I, also, really I also don't like those porns where it just starts and they're already fucking. It's just oh, like... Oh, I don't want that how, how did they meet? What happened? Well, I don't like the ones either where they have the camcorder on the girl and like, so tell us. But she's like, I'm 16. Like, she's 34. And oh, she's that's like, the I'm worst. I'm 16. You know what else I like hate? to suck dick? Don't, yes. You... I, and it's this whole fucking interview. I, didn't, I don't want that. No. I also don't want to go right to it. The so porn they're... TED Talk. No, it's like the old Calvin <laughs> Klein ad. My one I hate is when there's a dude banging a chick and then there's another dude talking shit with the oh, camera. Like, oh, because he doesn't have the courage to fuck her on film or doesn't have, <laughs> doesn't have an on-dick, on-camera exactly dick. And about. it's just like, will you shut the fuck up? 
Yeah, you want that dick, right? Huh? You want that. Like, that's what he'll say to the yeah, girl. It's like, he, it's like the robot him is fucking her. <laughs> and, and he's like bedridden or something. I, yeah, I, I've never been. I, but here's the thing. I've been trying to like totally uh, clean up my act. Like I quit drinking almost a year ago. And now I'm trying to cut back on cigars. I kind of pretty oh much have cut the porn watching way down. And it's been this really challenging thing. It's very hard. Because then what it ends up, it becomes like this thing of like, so I'm just going to take on every day. I know. You have and, to feel and just, everything. And, and deal with what the fuck it's bringing to me. And like, like <laughs> I don't understand. Like, to sit there, you know, there's all kinds of emotional eating. There's, there's fucking watching porn. There's everything. Get, there's getting fucked Shopping. up. Shopping. Yeah, there's all of that shit. Gambling. Work. Right. Working out. I mean, you could yeah. put it in anything. Yeah. So I'm sitting there going like, you know, so yeah, and you can literally spend a lifetime yeah. hiding from whatever the fuck it is that you could yeah. maybe then try well, there, and fix. I always say there's four garbage cans and three lids. Like there's always <laughs> one thing that's brewing for me. I have to like <laughs> fucking look at. Like if I'm not drinking or doing drugs, I'm not s- smoking cigarettes, I'm not eating, I'm not gambling, like I'm flirting more. Like it's just... You There's need, like, always something that I have to look at. Don't you feel like it's uh, it's just you just need you once you find out what a rush is, you kind of like you like you, it's almost hard to go like twenty four forty eight hours without feeling some sort of yes. heightened thing. And when I was sitting there like look thinking about my life being like I didn't really start going out hanging out with my buddies my beer drinking buddies, you know, back in the day in high school till I was like 17. So I spent a decade and a half like straight edge, you know, just because I yeah, was a kid. Yeah, that's why probably you started doing, like wanting to party. No, 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 no. But I mean, like I was able to handle that then and it wasn't a problem at all. But once I found out like what a release going out and, you know, and drinking like at the, when I started four Budweiser's, that's all it took um, I remember like during like midweek, I would start to feel like, oh man, I'm getting fucking hammered this weekend. I can't fucking, like I was going out to get shit faced. And I just think that there's a thing that once you do that, because there's a couple comics I know that have never drank, never did drugs, um, you know, and they're like my age. But That's then they, impressive. Yeah, but then you know something, then they, they tend to be like womanizers, but I don't think that's the worst thing. As long as they're practicing safe sex and they're not fucking hurting anybody, I don't think going out and banging a bunch of fucking women is necessarily... I don't either. I mean, that's... The, the, I, the, the worst thing. I, I, I think if you're not hurting anyone, it's fine. Yeah. And you're being careful, but... They should teach you how to do that. Yeah. How to not hurt somebody. Because <laughs> they don't... Because I, I, I have a lot... Like, I heard a lot of people come just be, out of being an idiot. And I just wish that they, like, they taught you... Uh, I know Like Isn't two things to, res- I- to respect the opposite sex Or whatever the fuck you're yeah. into And then how not to hurt them So you could just be like This fucking zen dude Just walking around Being like I'm not ready to be in a relationship uh, but Right I, But I You know I am looking to have I some fun I think most men don't know They really aren't taught that They just do What they think is the right thing And they don't They don't even mean They don't even know It's not okay Until later on then another thing, too, is like when you're finally getting laid, you're like, holy shit, it's finally happening. It's like when you're first 
trying to be a comedian, you hoard every funny thing that you said. <laughs> yeah. So you start getting into these fucking relationships where there's really nothing there, but you don't have the confidence that another woman is actually going to want to have sex with you. Right. So in the early on, you just keep, like always for me, like you kept getting into these relationships before you finally just like, what the fuck am I doing? I don't want to be in this and I'm hurting people. So then you, I just sort of stopped. Yeah. Being in relationships. Yeah. You did. Yeah. And then you met your wife. Is that when? Yeah. That's usually how it works. Yeah. Then I was just like, all right, fuck this. And then I met, when I met Nia, I was actually uh, a little upset where I was just like, ah, fuck. You mean now I'm like, I'm I like this person. Oh, got it. Because I was kind of thinking like, yeah, I was enjoying like, what I found was I, uh, uh, oh, Ted Alexandro has had the greatest joke about that, where it sucks at night. But for the rest of the day, it was awesome. Like waking up. <laughs> I think I've heard him say, yeah. I forget how we, we worded it perfectly, like, yeah. as always. But I just remember waking up not being in a fucking relationship was the great. It's just like drinking. Yeah. Not drinking sucks at night. Waking up stone fucking sober, like not hungover. Yeah. Eight hours of great sleep. You're yeah. like, I feel like I could run through a fucking brick wall right now. <laughs> and I remember when I, during that time when I was just like, fuck this. I'm not good at relationships. I'm not doing this anymore. Um, Waking up and not having that person next to me and thinking like, oh, God, is this the right thing? What am I doing? How yeah. do I get out of this? Like, yeah, just not having that and just not hurting anybody, you know, and being able to be like, I'm not in a relationship and just fucking being cool with that. Uh, was- I've done that to myself a lot where I'm like, I'm just not good in a relationship. Like, it's hard. You don't want yeah. to hurt someone. You want to make sure you're getting enough. Like, it's like so much work. Yeah. It really is. Oh, yeah. I love your relationship and how you are in your relationship. Because it's uh, rare for, I feel like, for comedians at our age. It's like, we were just saying, I mean, oh, I was thank taking, God. Thank God I met her. Jesus I Christ. Know, if I know. Because that was my big fear. I'm going to be that 50-year-old fucking guy. But there's so many. That's what I we know. Saying. And it's then they so kill, sad. and then they stand out in front of the club. Hey, ladies. How I you know, doing? I know. Look by? at her. They're desperate for that love and connection, and they want kids, and they want a wife. And uh, oh, it's so sad. You dye in your hair. It's just, it's a bad, <laughs> it just becomes like a bad, like, it's a bad fucking, it's a bad look. So, um. I don't know. Um, so anyways, uh, I, I really, I got to tell you something. I really am excited for this thing to come out and for people to see what a great comic you are. And those Thank 20 you. years that you put in after peeing into uh, fucking Tupperware. Into a vase. Into a vase. Yeah. Oh, you were elegant in the beginning. Yeah. 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 Well, I always was, you know. <laughs> you <laughs> you, you came from money. Um, <laughs> no, but I'm hoping like uh, it's, it's done you know, it did great things for Verzi. Like, Verzi's now out there headlining. Uh, Ian Edwards is starting to headline and all that type of stuff. And I'm just hoping, like, all of you guys... It's already started from people hearing about it. I yeah. Things are on a roll. I mean, like, I, you know, I'm doing The Tonight Show soon. and Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I'm like, I, there's a lot going on. Well, the minute people heard about it, they were so excited. It's also a great story. It's like a lot of people will pick the 25-year-old or 30-year-old hot girl who's, like, right. really ironic and says really smart things, you know. It's it's a great story. They all seem to be just talking about their vaginas. They are, it's and a, dick, and it's fucking hilarious. And like, I know. I, I really feel like a lot of fem- female comics are the new dick joke comics. I remember standing, waiting to go into the comedy store, and there was this female comic on stage, and the shit she was talking about. I just looked at this other guy. We just started laughing, and it took me back 
to when I first started headlining in the 90s. And there would be, you know, one of those 80s headliners who was now mm-hmm. middling. And, <laughs> and they went, once they went into their sex shit, you knew that this was, this was, they were going to be wrapping it up. And there was, there was that. <laughs> and wrapping the it proc, up. the proctologist finger in your ass bit. Yeah. So he's got his finger in my ass and I'm fucking like, fucking, <laughs> I kind of enjoy it. And it's just oh, like, oh, no. I know that's a big one. That is a big one. That that's is, a and, and, big and you would, one. And then they would end screaming. The whole place going nuts. Yeah. And they would be on 11. And then I would go, the first few times I went up there and I made the mistake of starting my act at 11. <laughs> just coming up, how's everybody doing? And just starting up. Finger the, in my ass. Yeah. And I, and I would, yeah. And then also giving 11 energy to shit that didn't even deserve a six. Right. And I would be eight minutes into my set and I would literally be like fucking out of breath. And, um, <laughs> I forget who the fuck finally told me how to handle shit. Like he was the one who I think it might have been like uh, Jeff Ross or somebody told me. Yeah. Because like, I used to watch Jeff follow these really high energy guys. So I learned that like you have to start way beneath their thing, and then you know it takes about five minutes, and then build back up again. But like I remember some of the fucking shit I had to go on after. I know it's unbelievable. Dude, Louis C.K. told me a story one time. He had to go on uh, this guy's closing bit was it was he played the national anthem with fart noises and it was an actual That's, orchestra playing it I and then can. he was like farting like like the fart noise and the guy was making the faces and he said it was people like people must have been screaming it was bedlam yeah bedlam and he had to fucking go on there and like and follow that I got to get him on here and have him fucking tell that I, story. I have to tell... Well, he was very complimentary to me. He saw me like six months ago and said, you're really one of the best comics there. I mean, it was really sweet what he said to me. Well, there you go. Yeah. There you go. I, I don't... I mean, there are a lot of female comics who don't just talk about that and they're fucking killer, but I just was in LA and it was really common there. It was I think really I'm not trying to shit there. on like... No, I don't I'm think you are. There are the a good lot ones that don't. do that. The good right. ones don't. There's but a there, ton there that is do. A That's lot real. Of like, it's like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. I mean, and <laughs> you it's You put also, things in there. <laughs> it's, it's easier. I'm going to be honest. When I go up and do that kind of stuff, it gets big. Le- it's easy to talk about Do you know why stuff. that's why I never really did sex jokes? Yeah. Because I always because the the level of like laughing that people would do, and then then like nothing in my act could follow. Like you can't start with sex shit. I I, I found that you couldn't do that. So no, you can't. My own thing was the only thing. I, anytime if I would do something like that, I was also my Catholic upbringing. I was a bit yeah. of a fucking prude, I think. But I always loved the comics. Some of my favorite comics did kind of do stuff like that. But like as long as there was like. Um, like, cause I think some people get branded dirty who aren't dirty. I do too. Like I remember early on, um, in the, in the Boston scene when Joe Rogan came up and there was, you know, there was all of these fucking guys who he blew off the stage really is what it was. And then he had left town. So then they were talking all this, this, oh, he was just, you know, you know, filthy, blah, 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 yeah, blah, Yeah, that's blah. what they do. Right. And then I remember I saw Joe at the Kowloon and I'm like. This guy is this guy's brilliant. Like his his yeah. tiger's fucking bit. Now, if you want to just be like, just throw everything into a bin, okay, it, that is a sex joke. But the performance, yeah. the point of view, right, the sound effect of the fucking tiger. I mean, my that was like a face melting bit for me to watch. And then even like his throwaway stuff. Yeah. 
He said he had this joke. I feel like I hate doing people's jokes, but this was so fucking. This was like 20 years ago. He did this joke. Yeah. He did this joke. He said, "You ever see a? Uh, you ever see, you ever have a woman give you a hand job?" He goes, "It's like brushing your teeth with your left hand." <laughs> And that's like one of those things like, okay, technically that that's is a dick joke, me, but, but that is a dirty. brilliant yeah. fucking joke. And where yeah. I was in my life right then was like, I, that was being, that was becoming that, that those were experiences that yeah. I had. And that was the fuck. That was the worst. It was almost, it was almost worse than not having sex at all. <laughs> it was worse than not being touched. Yeah. It, it was that bad. And he put it so perfectly and so quickly, like yeah. the way a Stephen Wright could, but it was like a, uh, it, it had to do with sex. So these guys, oh, that's, I that's see all of that though. shit. I mean, I, if it's dirty just to be dirty, then it's not funny. Right. But dirty stuff, I don't even consider unless, people dirty. Unless if you're being dirty just to be dirty, just to annoy the shit that, out of people. That's my favorite comedy. Then that is fucking yeah, if hilarious. if you're trying to really offend people and you're doing it for that reason, I'll die laughing. I saw Bob Zamuda do the, uh, the Andy Kaufman character there, uh, uh, what the fuck's the guy's name? I always forget the character's name. It's one of my favorite. Oh, um, Tony. Wait, no. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I know. My brain's fried. So I, is I, mine. So he went up there and he was doing this fucking bit and he was going to sing a song with the band. <laughs> and he was and the, the most of the crowd was so young, they didn't know who the character was. And he was just annoying the shit out of everybody. And then he goes, uh, it's just, this song is dedicated to the American <laughs> Indians. <laughs> And then he, he just starts naming tribes. He goes, the Sioux, the Crow, Arapaho, <laughs> Black, black Feet. I can't breathe. A minute I... later, Apache. Yeah. And he just kept yeah. fucking going. I was crying. I know. I've done that with Gilbert Gottfried, where I literally have almost thrown up from laughing, where I've opened for him years ago, and he would just torture people at Caroline's. Like, half the crowd would walk out. He would literally... It just, he literally played with the microphone once for like 10 minutes. Do you know how long that is? Like he would not stop trying to adjust it and, I, I and he wouldn't say anything. And people were like, what the fuck's going on? Like, and then half the crowd was screaming, laughing because they, they understood him. But that kind of shit makes me laugh harder than anything. I mean, it, can you pick a harder road in no. comedy than, <laughs> no. than doing that? Like... <laughs> I've been a crowd-pleasing jackass since the fucking beginning. I, I can't believe, like, I used to watch Patrice fucking walk rooms, and, like, I don't think I've ever seen more joy on his face. <laughs> yeah, Just, because you realize even when you, they like you, it doesn't mean anything, and when they don't like you, it doesn't mean Like, nothing means I think anything. there was, like, a power in that, where, like, yes. no matter how much you try to act like you don't give a fuck, when you would, like, walk a room. But my thing is, I always used to think if, you, if somebody left, then the fun was over. The key was make them want to leave, but just enough that they didn't. So then they had to keep listening to you. Yeah. They so, look tortured. I like yeah. when people are afraid to leave when I'm going off on that. Yeah, that's the best. What do you have uh, for people who want to see you live before uh, your special drops here? Do you got anything coming up uh, in the next month? Yeah, if they go they to um, K-I-R-S-O-N. It has my whole schedule. I'm at the Stress Factory in Bridgeport um, Thanksgiving weekend. Oh, yeah. And then in Jersey. Where's where I'm from, so that's awesome. And uh, yeah, I have a ton of stuff coming up. If they just go on my schedule, it's all listed there. All right, beautiful. Well, I'm such a huge fan of yours, and I'm so happy that uh, we got to get in business together. Me and I, too, I, and I moved my I, podcast to your company. 
Oh, you are. Did you know that? Yeah, I did just not know that. I told you, I'm just a pretty face over yeah, there. Yeah, my podcast is relatively sane, and I I, mo- I just moved it to all things comedy. All right. Well, next time, because uh, I'm I got a quick run here in New York. Next time you come out to L.A., bring you a little. Oh, just come by ATC. I will, and we'll knock one out. Yes. All right. I can't all right, wait. Jessica Carson, December sixth. Comedy Central, uh, talking to myself, uh, one of the best out there that you need to know about. All right, thank you for listening. Go fuck yourselves, and I'll check in on you on Thursday.